Hey, Marie, how's it going? I'm going good. We're on the home stretch of 2022. <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling drained, but energized at the same time. How are you doing? That's a great way to describe it. Drained yet energized. Because there's definitely a feeling of like, today's like my last day of work and I'm kind of like winding some things down. But I also have so many big plans for next year. Like I've been talking a lot lately about Polar Habits and we have a big launch mm -hmm. probably on January 1st. And so I'm winding down a lot of things in my life, but I'm also kind of building up towards this. Like once we get through Christmas and stuff, it's just gonna be like all things focused on getting this done. And I have a ton of really big plans for next year, things I wanna get into. And we're actually gonna cover that in our next episode. This episode, we wanna kind of take a look back at 2022 and sort of take a little review. Because yep. I was looking at some of my stuff and it's kind of wild looking back. I didn't realize how much stuff I'd done this year. Same. I'm really looking forward to our next episode where we're going to talk about kind of like themes for 2023, plans, what we're going to kind of tackle, what you're going to do with Llama Life and things like that. But for now, let's talk about some of the crazy things that have happened this year, what sort of things uh, we've experienced and accomplished and all of that. I think it's so important to do this kind of retroactive look because when you're kind of going through the year and you're you're in the thick of it and you're 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 in it, sometimes you don't appreciate like how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And then when you step back and you go, let me go back 12 months, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and I see this week to week on Twitter as well, when people are kind of in a rut or, you know, something's not going well for them at that very moment, like that day or that week, it's like, well, yeah, that happens to everybody. But if you step back like a month or a quarter mm -hmm. or six months or a year, you're like Actually, I've made heaps of progress. So I think it's really important to take time to do this looking back. I'm kind of guilty of not doing it as well. So I, I was doing like a monthly review for myself, which was super helpful. And then I stopped doing that. But I want to get back into that next year. I guess we won't talk about what we're doing next year yet. Like you said, we'll look <laughs> back on this episode and then next episode we'll look forward. How was 2022? You sort of mentioned a few things like what all did you do uh, in this last oh year? Oh my God. Yeah, 2022 was crazy for me. There were a lot of ups and downs, but I would say overall very positive. Starting off in January, like with a bang, I, I got an investment for Llama Life. That was kind of a, a close the deal, signed all the paperwork in January of this year. After that, hired my first employee. And so she's working on uh, content, sort of community partnership stuff. I mean, that was huge. Like it's very different going from a team of one to a team of two. Mm -hmm. I think there's a bigger jump from a team of one to a team of two versus say a team of two to a team of five. Right. Like there's much more stuff to think about and put in place in order to support just having an employee. That was huge for me. Twitter continues to be amazing, just a source of joy, but also like highly important to Llama Life as a business and also just my mental health because I, I just love doing it. I grew my Twitter audience from 3,000 at the start of the year to 10,000 now. I mean, it's still kind of, a, it's it's small versus say your numbers. I don't know if you want to talk about your, your Twitter growth now. Um, I didn't realize how much it had been this year. Last year felt really big for me. And last year was, I feel like I'm maybe on like one year ahead of where you're at. Because last mm. year I started with around a thousand-ish followers. So I didn't have as many as you had, but I got to around 11,000. So in 2021, I started at a thousand followers and I made it up to 11,000. Yeah, so I was yeah. right around where you're kind of at. This year has just been bananas. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, I've been witnessing it too. It's been great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so with Twitter, I had 11,000 at the beginning of the year, and I basically 10X'd that number. So I'm at like 100 and uh, just under 113,000 now. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had kind of the same across multiple channels. So with Instagram, I also had, I think I had 12,000 at the beginning of the year. And now that's up to 118,000, which is like right along kind of the same path. Bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a really important point here though, because we were just talking about this before we hit record. It's really important not to compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Because if I look at my numbers and I go, oh, I started with 3,000, I went up to 10. That's still, you know, more than 3x. Which, which is, is huge. Right, that's great for me. Uh, but then, then if I look at your numbers, I'm like, oh, it's not so great. But it doesn't matter. It's like, it was great for me. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with that. And on top of that, you know, I made heaps of friends on Twitter this year. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what's happened to Llama Life as a business is from Twitter. Just the fact that we're even talking now and have this podcast is because of Twitter, because we met on Twitter. Right, yeah. The fact that I got funding for Llama Life is because of Twitter, because that came off the back of a tweet. Like, it's amazing how things can really kind of snowball in a good way because of one tiny event. And in this case, a tweet, right? For both (laughs) cases, a tweet. That tiny thing that I might have spent one minute tweeting out has led to all these other things. So yeah, Twitter has been huge for me. I I'm really bullish on Twitter. I really hope everything works out. Yeah, it's been amazing. Similarly, my whole kind of journey has happened over the last couple of years. And it really, just like you said, kind of like that one little event that can really Mm. sort of trigger all this happening. I don't even know why. Like, I don't remember why I did the uh, Ship 30 for 30 challenge a couple of years ago. I imagine somebody tweeted about it and said like, hey, this sounds kind of cool. And for whatever reason, it just hit me at the right time where I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting, even though I'd never really mm. had considered myself a writer or anything. You know, I'd blogged in the past, but for whatever reason, that just sort of like hit me as something that I should do. We had mentioned that we're going to talk about like our yearly themes in our next episode. And at that time, I had thought about my yearly theme for 2020, mm-hmm. and uh, which was uh, purpose and positivity. That was like my theme for that year. And so I think the Ship 30 for 30 was kind of like, well, maybe this will kind of help me with that wanting to focus on purpose, that I wanted to make sure that I was doing something on purpose and doing things that kind of mattered. And then through that discovering, like I've learned a lot about ADHD and it turns out that the stuff I've learned is helping other people. And then that sort of just sparked uh, this whole (laughs) crazy ride I've been on for the last couple of years. And I think that's where I first noticed your work was through one of your Ship 30 for 30 essays. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was through one of those that I saw on Twitter. And then I started paying attention. I'm guessing that it may have been Don't Eat the Frog. Don't Eat the Frog. Yeah, I was, yeah. Gonna, I was just about to say, it was the Don't Eat, the, I think it was the Don't Eat the Frog. That was probably my first, like, the first thing I ever did where it was like, oh, is this going viral? Is this what this is? Because that <laughs> got like a ton of retweets. And th- that was how I ended up getting like somebody contacted me about being on their podcast and stuff like that. Wow. I was like, oh, wow, this is I had never even thought anyone would want me on their podcast. Uh, and yeah, it was kind of wild. Speaking of podcasts, that's another uh, sort of big achievement for me this year is just the fact that we're doing this podcast is great because I've never been a co-host of a podcast before. And I think also just myself getting more comfortable as being a guest on a podcast because I've done so many interviews now. And at the start of the year, I was kind of still getting used to it and getting comfortable with just talking about stuff and talking about myself. 
And just like anything else, there's a certain art to doing a podcast, being a guest, sort of appreciating like audio as a medium, Mm -hmm. how to make it sound good, when to pause, when not to pause, what happens when you get interruptions. Like there's certain things to consider. And so I feel like over this year, I've got better at that. And now I feel really comfortable. Like if someone says, hey, do you want to be a guest on a podcast? I'm like, yeah, no problem. It's not as big a deal. Whereas when it first happened at the start of the year, I was like super nervous about it or like, what what am I going to do? Like, how's this going to go? And, but now it's very, it's just more natural. And I didn't really think about that as a big achievement, but looking back now, it's actually, I've just done so many interviews. Like it's, (laughs) it's a thing for me now. It's very natural. So that was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. You've got two podcasts now. Years past, I had done like a, been on a podcast as a guest for like, because I'd given a tech talk on something and someone had me on talking about that. But other than that, I'd really never done it, even though I've been a huge fan of podcasts for, since they existed, you know, 15, 20 years. So for a long time, I've been listening to podcasts. And then, yeah, earlier this year, I started the ADHD Nerds podcast, mm-hmm. which thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I made a bi-weekly podcast, so I don't have to do an episode of that every single week. Because that one, I do all the editing and everything myself, and it's a ton of work. But similarly, I know when it started, it was like I had no idea what I was doing. But hey, I have ADHD, so I like to dive into things that I have no idea how to do and just sort of figure it out along the way. (laughs) And uh, that's worked out really well. Like I feel like every new episode, I feel more and more comfortable with it. And then launching this one has been really great because it's like this weekly check-in, which helps kind of center my week of like, I know I'm going to talk with Marie and we're going to kind of like recap things. Sometimes it provides motivation of like, oh, I said I was going to do this thing and I haven't done that. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're often talking, our new episode will come out and we'll listen to it and be like, I think that was our best one yet. (laughs) (laughs) Every week it's our best one yet. (laughs) Yeah. And part of that uh, is the fact that we, you know, we have an awesome editor for this one who's uh, making us sound even better than than we actually are. Definitely. But I think shout part out, of it is just, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ian who does an amazing job. But yeah, part of it too is just getting more comfortable with the idea of like talking into a microphone and mm-hmm. how to sort of like say things in a way that are interesting to listen to on a podcast. And like you're saying, getting used to like, how do you, cause it's not, it's not the same as a normal conversation because you have to kind of like not talk over each other, at least not so much because you don't want to make it a crazy headache for the editor. But whereas in a normal conversation, I'm interrupting people all the time. So there's sort of an art to it that you just sort of like figure out the more you do. And I feel like it's definitely been a big learning experience and one I've really enjoyed just sort of like getting used to doing that, like learning how to talk in a way that hopefully I think sounds pretty decent on a podcast that people enjoy listening to. And just, yeah, figuring out that art and so that you just continue to get better. Yeah, I think one of the big moments for me was I was a guest on another podcast and as we were recording, there was kind of an incident, like maybe a sound or something on my end and I just paused for a second and then I repeated what I was saying, but I repeated it from a spot where it would be really easy just to edit. Mm. And after the episode ended, the host said to me, oh, you're a pro, like, you know, (laughs) you've obviously done this before and like, thank you for doing it in such a way that would be easy to edit later. And that was a moment for me going, oh, I've actually learned some stuff. And I think what you said about the conversation flow is is important too, because it'd be really interesting to go back and listen to our first episode because I was a lot newer at it then. And I wonder if we were kind of talking over each other more. 
I feel like you and I, we know each other a bit better now as well. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier to sort of know where the other person's going or sometimes steer a conversation back or fill in each other's what we're going to say or give the other person an opportunity to say something. I think we're better at that now than say episode one. Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting, especially to go listen to the raw audio of episode one before it got edited by Ian, because I'm sure it would just be laughably bad. Hopefully we've made uh, Ian's job a little bit. We're we're shouting him out a lot this week. Um, Hopefully we've made his job a little bit easier as we get more used to doing this. Not to go off on a tangent, but last week we had my dog Homer making noise in the background and Ian just edited that out. You can't even tell. I was listening back to the episode and I forgot that that had happened. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think we kind of stumbled over it at the time and we're like, well, I hope the editing can figure that one out. And apparently so, because I didn't hear it in the episode. Nice work, Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what else happened this year? So I mentioned I hired my first employee, which was a really big deal. I also hired my second employee and ended up parting ways with that person three months later. Mm. It wasn't a personal thing. I actually really like this guy as a person, but it just wasn't quite the right fit in terms of the role and what we needed at that time. Mm -hmm. That was a really big deal for me because, I mean, aside from sort of the emotional toll of it, both from my end and also obviously this person, because they were out of a job. It was kind of like going through the whole recruitment cycle and learning how to do that from advertising a position, writing a job description, interviewing people, testing out their skill level, testing out like would they be a good fit for the team, hiring them, putting all the paperwork in place, making sure that was set up properly, bringing them on board. So doing all the onboarding, explaining where everything, you know, how everything works, which I'd never had to do before, especially my own code base. I was like, I've never had to explain it to someone else (laughs) before. Mm -hmm. And then going through the whole motions of, you know, letting that person go and, and offboarding them. We went through the whole cycle and we learned so much, so much, um, but it was extremely hard to do. Like I said, from an emotional standpoint as well, very, very mm-hmm. hard to do. Yeah. And like, honestly, it took a big toll on me. I was spending a lot of time thinking about it, just feeling super drained and just feeling horrible having to do that as well. So that was like a really big thing for me this year that took up, I would say half the year because that person was with us for three months, but we probably took three months trying to get, you know, find people. And right. that was a big thing, but really good learning experience. I feel like that's the sort of thing that like, I don't know, five years from now when uh, Llama Life has like 80 employees or something, <laughs> you'll still continue to think back on that experience when hiring new people. Like I it's so. one of those like landmark sort of things you'll look back on Definitely. and be like, okay, this didn't go well. And here's all the things that I learned from that and how I continue mm. to apply that to hiring still five years later or whatever it is. Yeah. And we made a lot of changes to the hiring process based on that. Mm-hmm. So I think overall, I don't want to say good experience. It was um, a valuable experience, let's mm. say. Yeah. The other big thing we did for Llama Life was we changed the pricing plan and... Mm, that I would say didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. It's probably one thing I don't want to say regret because if you don't do it, you won't know. Like you have to try stuff. So I wouldn't say it was a regret, but I don't think we nailed it. So that's something, you know, I'm definitely going to be thinking about for next year. But we went through a whole pricing change, how to manage that as well, mm-hmm. how to communicate that to customers, just thinking about it, like what price point should we come in at? That was a good learning for me. And I would say another big sort of thing that happened this year was just personal stuff as well, because we don't really talk about that, but 
that impacts everything. So I had a I had like a major operation in June this year, mm. like major. I was in hospital for a few days and like everything's good now, but like that was, you know, that was like a big event for me. In hindsight, I probably should have taken a bit more time off because I was literally in hospital like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I came back home Thursday and I think I did a little bit of work on Friday, which was so <laughs> dumb, but like I did take it easier. Mm-hmm. When I look back, I'm like, you're so dumb. Like you should have just, <laughs> you should have just taken another week off. And yeah. this is the danger about having your own business. Like we always go too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to note, like your health is the most important thing. If you're not healthy, you can't, how are you going to run a business? And we all know this and we all don't do it. <laughs> that was a big thing for me. Yeah. So I had that. I also had like a massive bathroom repair that was happening at my house. So I don't think we've talked about this. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. On, on air, but um, yeah, I had a lot of like trade tradespeople come in and out, which was very distracting for me, and also Homer, because I was actually displaced. I was out of my home. I was living in an Airbnb for a bit as well because there was this stuff going on, and it took a really long time to get done. That was like a very big mental toll on me, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone has certain things that trigger them, but for me, like I've learned that having tradespeople around or having something done to my house is like a really, I can't handle it. Like I really, it got, <laughs> I got super stressed about it. So that was something that was going on in the background that I guess a lot of people don't know about, but it took from February to end of November, the whole year pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in and out of, of home like the whole year, stayed with my folks for a bit, stayed in an Airbnb for a bit. Like I moved around a lot. It's very disruptive. So that was something else that went on. Thankfully, it's all done now. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year has been absolutely crazy. <laughs> absolutely crazy. <laughs> but yeah, how about you? Yeah, so you mentioned kind of like having, you know, some health stuff. And I actually, I kicked off the year getting COVID. My family got it basically January 1st, like started from day one of this year getting COVID. Luckily, I have three kids and they got over it really quickly, which is great. So they Mm -hmm. were kind of all three of them were sick for like a couple of days and then they were fine again. Whereas my wife and I, we were just like knocked flat. Mm. We were probably like really, really sick for like two, maybe three weeks. And then once we got better, we just had no energy for like another three weeks where it was just you would be sitting on the couch and you would like stand up to go get a glass of water. And you'd be like, well, that's all my energy for the day. (laughs) It took just to do that walking across the room. Wow, There's just no energy. So it started off really rough. Luckily, that was not a sign of things to come because the rest of the year has been really great for me. A lot of really positive things have happened. Uh, As far as kind of like growing community and stuff like that, uh, we mentioned like Twitter and Instagram where I had like the 10x growth, which is just, it's so unbelievable because I I remember just like a year ago thinking of the idea of like, man, if I ever hit 100,000, that would be just Mm. insane. And there's something about, I think that kind of exponential growth because as your numbers grow, as like followers grow, everything that you do has more eyeballs on it, which means it, it's kind of like you have, mm. there's a lot more opportunities for each thing you do to reach more people because yeah. you have like that foundation that grows. And so when you have, when you tweet out something and, you know, like 40,000 people see it, there's a lot more chances that someone in there with a lot of followers is going to retweet it. And so then it kind of becomes exponential. So I had mm-hmm. like a few things that would go viral 
and I would get like 5,000 followers in like a couple of days. Like that happened a few times throughout the year, (laughs) which is crazy, but it's just sort of that kind of exponential growth because it's a percentage of the total followers and it just, that percentage as the number grows, it goes up. The other kind of things I was doing this year was my newsletter grew from 5,000 subscribers to like 43,000. And so that's grown Mm -hmm. a lot this year as well. And then I think I mentioned this in one of our early episodes. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this a few times, but YouTube kind of snuck up on me um, because I had posted the video of a talk on ADHD on uh, toxic productivity. And that sat on YouTube for like eight months and did nothing. And then all of a sudden this summer, while I was like out of town on like a family vacation at Disneyland, YouTube's algorithm decided to start showing it everywhere. And then it just like blew up through that. Like YouTube's really kind of become an important part of kind of what I'm doing online. And so my, mm-hmm. I basically had no followers before and now I have, or subscribers, they call it on YouTube. Uh, now I have like 26,000 and I just did a video going over Danny Donovan's anti-planner, which is awesome. Anybody with ADHD should really check it out. It's a, it's hard to get now, but you should pre-order it so that yeah. when the new ones come out, you get a copy because uh, it's fantastic. But that video has been doing really well. It really does look awesome. So I saw the video you posted. You didn't actually tell me about it. I just saw it. And then I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this thing? And it's like eye candy. Yes. It seriously oh, feels man. like eye candy for me. I'm, I'm looking through like every, there's so much detail on each page. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I really appreciate the detail. It reminds me of, I don't have a specific brand or anything, but it reminds me of some books. Like maybe I got when I was a child where there's just like a lot of activities and things to look at on a page and fill in like different sections, but it's all fun and it's all it's so well done that you're like, oh, it just feels like everything's like a new experience or so, what, oh, what, what's happening over here? And <laughs> it's like shiny kind of objects all over the place, but in a it good really way. It really is. It's like a kid's activity book that happens yeah. to be for adults, adults and it happens to be surrounded by all these really great strategies, uh, really great like things you can try to help you get productive, to help you get unstuck. And so yeah. it's great. But because of that, like I had no real plans to do anything with YouTube, but now it's like clearly something I need to think about kind of going forward. And I do have kind of some big plans next year to really dive into that more, which, you know, maybe we'll talk about on the next episode. Yep. So I kind of had that stuff going this year and I did a bunch of new stuff that I'd never done before. Like we talked about already launching a couple, not just one, but launching multiple podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I also did like a course and a workshop, which was sort of like a more condensed focused version of the course. You did. I forgot about the course. You've done so yeah. much stuff. It's been a wild year. And people, if people don't know, I have a full-time job as well. Like I don't do this full-time. This is all just like kind of on the side. It's been crazy. So by any metric I kind of look at, it's been a super successful year for me. I've just been, you know, about to launch Polar Habits and that's been doing really well. Like our wait list has been growing and growing. And so hopefully we're going to have a really strong launch. I'll just announce it here. We're going to be on Product Hunt January 1st. So you're not supposed to say do the upvotes. So please help me spread the word. Support. Yeah, help support Polar Habits on Product Hunt January 1st. Mm-hmm. It's been a really awesome year with kind of all that. I'm really excited to see what happens uh, going forward from here. Yeah. You also went to that ADHD conference Yes. Yeah. I feel like that was a big turning point for you as well, or definitely like a big sort of milestone step because you got to meet all those people that you've been interacting with online. And I feel like that's a huge thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. That conference, I mean, I gushed about it on the episode where we talked about it. Oh, yeah, you were glowing. It was really kind of like a profound experience for me. But yeah, like through that connecting with a lot of kind of the other ADHD creators and getting to meet Jessica McCabe this year, uh, which if you're not in the ADHD community, she's like, she does the How to ADHD YouTube channel, which is basically like the biggest resource Mm -hmm. that most people refer to. And I got to meet Danny Donovan, who you know, did the anti-planner I was just talking about. That's where she gave me like a, you know, gave an early preview copy of it. And then I got to meet just a lot of other like fellow creators that I knew, sort of knew, kind of like how, you know, we have, would like chat sometimes on Twitter before doing any podcasting stuff. We'd never like seen each other or anything. Mm-hmm. And so getting to do kind of that at the conference and meeting a lot of those other ADHD creators person and like making friends and then a lot of us have talked about some really big plans that we want to do together next year Mm -hmm. that was an amazing experience and I'm really excited to see what kind of the the fruits of that there's so many things in the works from those meetings just again like you said like those those little events that kind of happen in our lives and then they end up having like a lasting impact Mm -hmm. I can't remember who said that it might have been Michelle Hansen maybe somebody else someone recently posted and said something about like whenever you see like in a movie when when somebody like goes back in time you're always like you know finds a time machine and goes back in time to like ancient whatever they're always super careful like don't touch anything because it's going to have huge ramifications later on or whatever yeah, yeah. but then in our real life we sort of feel like we can't really make an impact which is like the opposite of that we feel like a lot of times it's really easy to feel like the things we do day to day don't really matter think about it in that time travel aspect of like yeah. what thing could you change today that's going to have a huge impact later. Because I feel like I've accidentally done a lot of those, maybe not thinking about the long-term ramifications, but things haven't gone well. And then now I'm sort of getting to see like, oh, wow, that thing I did two years ago, look how it's really paying off. Like starting, deciding to start a newsletter. Like I was just like, I'm just going to do this and see if anyone subscribes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then now through that, like it's become a really great channel for me to be able to kind of connect with other people in the ADHD community and help sort of promote stuff that way. And there's just those little things that you can do every day that end up having like a long-term impact. And so I'm really thinking about that a lot going into 2023. That is kind of a big theme of of my 2022 as well. I don't sort of think of ramifications. Like you said, it's not really ramifications. It's more like the little things that you do, like the effort that you put in day-to-day compounds and you never know when one little thing that you did can come back and help you at a later date. And mm-hmm. I like the time machine analogy though because it, it helps me <laughs> sort of you know how I was talking about at the start, like zooming out, like don't think about a day, week, think about sort of a month or a quarter or a year. You're basically going, think about like a decade or like a century. <laughs> like if you went back a century, like here are all these things that happen that add up to something at a later date. Mm-hmm. I think that's the theme. It's kind of like anything can happen at any time. And it could be a small thing that ends up paying off like massively later. But for me, the biggest I guess the biggest thing is like you have to be, it sounds a bit cliched, but you have to be in it to win it. Like you have to be putting in the work and the effort every day. And Mm -hmm. you don't know sometimes which bits will pay off and which bits won't. But if you don't show up, then there's no chance, right? You have to show up. You have to be there. Put yourself in those situations where something could happen and it might not happen straight away. And I think that's where people might lose motivation. But 
it, it can happen later. You just don't know who knows someone else and connects you or some random event happens. But if you're there, it's just like my fundraising, it's just a random tweet. And it just happened off that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so random. But if I didn't tweet it, like if it didn't show up that day and tweet that, it wouldn't have happened. It's so weird. Like, but yeah, I think just showing up every day, putting in the work, I think loving the work for what it is, because you might not get that instant payoff. So you have to love it in that moment and you have to still go, okay, I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this to learn and I'm doing this because I want to, not because I'm expecting something back necessarily. That's not to say don't be strategic about stuff and think about stuff, but in the moment, I think you have to want to do it for the sake of it, not because you think you're going to get something massive off the back of it. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I think that's a great place to wrap up. We did. I don't think we've actually announced anywhere, but we are taking next week off. So there won't be an episode next week. So then the week after that, we'll be doing our year look forward for 2023 and talking about yearly themes and stuff like that. So enjoy your uh, holiday break and I will see you in a couple weeks. Thank you. Yeah, you have a good one too. See ya. See ya.